welcome to Dowdy, a podcast where we talk about the concept of bravery or braveness. You can pick a word, you'll soon find out which one is my favorite. Fourth episode, we made it. I didn't give up after launching the first three in a row, and I'm here releasing the fourth episode of my podcast. No amount of procrastination made me give up on it. And let me tell you, this was a very, very, very difficult episode to edit. So much patchwork went into it. While recording, we had so many issues with the internet dropping, and you will still hear some of those glitches, but I think... I believe, to like a a minimum that is listenable to. As I told you in the first episode, or in one of the first episodes, I am learning how to be a sound engineer as we go. Apologies for anything that goes wrong in your ears. As I was about to start recording this intro, a fire broke out at my neighbors from across the street. So there were firemen, loads of noise, sirens, and like, (laughs) I hope everyone is okay, but I need to record an intro for a podcast. There's still like some noise and it's very 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 hot today. Unusually hot for for the UK. Maybe unprecedentedly hot for the UK. So I have all the windows and doors open and this intro may, may not be the best sound quality possible. I sacrifice myself for you but I can't sacrifice this much to you. I can't sacrifice my temperature. Before I start the episode I'd like to make like a small disclosure before all the locals in my hometown start complaining because I think the place where I'm from is a city not a town Uh, or at least when I learned English for the first time city was the word I was given in English for what the place I'm from is. But we do use hometown a lot and I don't really know what the difference between city and town is. I don't think we have that difference in in Portugal. So I don't know what that difference is. Maybe one day I'll find out. Maybe one day I'll have an urbanist or a linguist come on the podcast to explain it to me. And while the linguist is a hit, he can also clarify the differences between bravery and braveness. And I'll take this moment to say that I I will also make a promise here that I won't tell the guests about my issues with the word bravery again and why I use braveness instead, which I now have been told is actually a correct word to use. So the linguist will explain all of it to me and this is the last time I will talk about not liking the word bravery. So savor it. My guest for this episode is Charlie George and I've asked Charlie how she'd introduce herself. Probably run into the room screaming, but that doesn't really work on a podcast, does it? How would I introduce myself? I, it's really hard to conceptualise yourself without getting too meta about it. I am Charlie George and I am a writer and comedian, which it feels hard to say, but I do believe to be true now. It's happening. Those are my labels and I'm sticking with them. Yeah, I'm a writer and comedian. What, like, do, do you want me to get more personal than that? It's whatever you want to share. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, I used to be a a dancer and a circus performer. But again, those labels were more loose. And yeah, I've written for a really long time. And I started performing stand-up maybe only like a couple of years ago. And yeah, that's sort of fast becoming my career. I'm from Swindon. People love to tell me is I'm a shithole or they like to defend it. And they get really aggy and they send me pictures of it saying how nice it is. And for the record, I would like to say that Swindon is not that bad, but... You know, I think everybody feels a bit crap about where they grew Definitely. up, right? I like, think, is that I think thing? so. I, I think also feel a little bit 
bit crappy about where I grew up, but it's also a really nice place. So yeah, I think it's your experience. You, did you grow up in a village? It's a town, a town but or? it's like very small. So everyone knows each other and mm. all of that, which is annoying. Yeah, yeah. it's hard, isn't it? I'll add to your introdu- introduction of yourself to say that you're like multi-award winning and you've written like for TV and stuff, which is like exciting. And it should egg yourself yeah. up when you yeah. are introducing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> People always say that. The other thing I would say about you as well. It's too hard. It is hard. I, I get it. And that's what, where the host comes in because now I can say the nice, like the, the cool things about you. And another thing I will say is that you're like I'm also a, a stand-up comedian and uh, you're like one of the few people in the circuit one of the very few people in the circuit that uh, made it a welcoming space for me because you every time I met you at gigs you were also always great so yeah that's like a great thing about you that's nice now the first question I'd like to ask you is how you define bravery bravery is for me probably to do with courage and courage is to do with how you face the obstacles that are thrown at you in life I guess and instinctually what my belly tells me about that yeah is what I think what I think bravery is is how you, how you face the obstacles that life throws you is what bravery is I like I don't particularly like the word because I think it has so many connotations to it that are not probably something mm. I identify with I use I've I've said is in all of the podcasts so I can't keep saying it but it's the first time I'm saying it to you that uh, I usually say braveness which I know is grammatically incorrect but it feels more like something I can get behind because bravery has like war connotations and what is it about the word brave that like turns bravery you off I guess what, bravery what is so connected to like war and combat and men being there yeah that's so funny though that I don't I mean I know that I know that from like a cultural perspective but I suppose when I think of bravery like I have a lot of very specific references so I have like um C.S. Lewis his book and then also film that I remember watching when I was younger The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe and Aslan was like meant to be the symbol of bravery so I suppose I have these kind of Christianity and lions they were kind of interesting characters to explore bravery with because they're bravery often involved sacrifice which I think is maybe why I have a different perspective of it so for me it's less about kind of war and aggression but it's kind of like these figures that have to sacrifice something in order for something better and larger than themselves I also loved courage the like uh, courage yes. the cowardly dog that I feel is like a that's thing. a thing that's a cartoon but the wizard of oz the yeah. wizard of oz the um the lion in that I remember really sticking out in my mind as a kid as the I loved that they went for that angle that he's meant to be brave he's really afraid like I don't know if you've ever I seen have, that, yeah. that Judy Garland version yeah. of The Wizard of Oz yeah yeah, yeah. Those are, are great and that's what I associate just because he was a guy playing that role right and he's kind of in this suit which you know and then just the moment I just remember the moment where like he goes to walk away and I think they all link arms with him and like drag him around and they're yeah. like no 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 <laughs> and it was just kind of a lovely juxtaposition and a bit of humour about what what I think bravery often entails is like you feel absolutely terrified but you make a choice to do something anyway and then the Aslan one I just remember I remember a scene and like I didn't really understand what was going on because I was too young to conceptualise it but he goes walking with the young guy I think having a conversation and you know that Aslan is basically going to die and they're going to cut all his hair off or something and the way that that conversation plays out was just this kind of thing of like oh my god lions and bravery is basically the thing for me because the Lion King as well yeah. like that 
whole scene where there's like Simba is talking to his dad, right? And there's this whole thing, and they have that whole message. So basically, I've just internalized lines into <laughs> like bravery and courage. I, I like the example of the Wizard of Oz, the Lion in the Wizard of Oz, because I feel like uh, he's an example of someone who's afraid and still does stuff, but he also does it because he's surrounded by people who help him out and help him be brave because maybe if he was alone he'd never do it but he has other people egging yeah, him yeah. Uh, <laughs> making him be brave yeah uh, helping him be brave which I think is true of life sometimes yeah. as well also Dave Chappelle uh, when he received the uh, yeah I mean I know Dave Chappelle needs work in his trans yeah. rights issues but I do think that he's an incredible orator and I still have huge respect for him and I think that when he received the Mark Twain Prize. He spoke about something that his mum used to say to him, which I found incredibly moving about that whole event, which is often quite lovely and it's an awards thing. But he actually had his mother there and he said his mum always used to say to him when she was taking him to stand up places when he was younger was, you know, something about acting like that. I'm going to paraphrase it really badly now because I've had too much coffee and I'm in the afternoon lull. But it was something about like, um, you, you be the lion so that you can be the lamb that you are. And the whole idea was that presenting in that arena where you public speak, you you are the lion, you're, you're fierce, you're strong, you're proud, you're courageous, and you stand your ground and you hold your truth kind of like you do in stand-up to get that power and to get people to listen to you, but so that you can be the lamb that you are. And he spoke about being the lamb. And like the truth is, is that a lot of, a lot of us are much more gentler and more vulnerable than I think we can really be in the world. And so I think bravery can also be that. So like more too. like a shield that allows you to be vulnerable as well. Yeah. I have asked you to, to think about a moment where you have been brave or out of your comfort zone, where you've been your lion, if you will. Have you thought about a moment that be is like to share? Be the lion to hide the lamb. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I have so many, so many moments like that. I feel like I feel it all the time. I feel like I feel it now, which for me, like, I kind of like, I mean, my, my bowels don't like it. I have chronic IBS and I think a sign of that is that I, I live outside my comfort zone, which might be a wafty thing to say, but I do, like, I feel like one of the reasons why I love my life so much and my, is because my life terrifies me because it's, it's a life where I've chosen to sort of really go for the things that I want and the stakes of that are high and the failure for that means that it hurts more, but it's, I think it's still worth it. I'm trying to think of, I think probably when I went to circus school, I was 16 years old and I, I still remember getting the bus to Bristol to do the audition and I'd not long left my family home I'd left my family home I'd been in this kind of other crazy like situation and I mean I didn't think it was brave at the time but I do now because I'm much older and I think oh my god I was 16 and I didn't know anyone and I just went to this completely new city I remember it was pissing it down with rain classic UK and I remember getting this bus into the place like where you know where you're holding a little bit of paper and it's got an address on it yeah. and you just don't really know where you're going and you're going for the first time and you have all of that anticipation and I was going to um, they were starting a new BTEC course in circus which was like you could do circus skills but you could also get A-level qualifications and like everything in my life up to this point had just been pure chaos and it was like I wasn't really going to fit anywhere else so I was like okay I'm holding this bit of paper I'm going to give it a go and my drama teacher at, at, at 
secondary school had told me it'd be a good idea so I went down there knew no one went to do it and you know I I didn't really know whether it went well or whether it went badly but like it was still just doing it was just such a you know I ended up getting in and like that course basically changed the course of my life I think without it I didn't really have anything concrete creative that was going to give me a space in which to grow and like have discipline and all of these amazing things but the fact that when it finally came down to the decision even though lots of other people had helped me get to that decision you're just on your own with a piece of paper on the bus and you've got an address I think that for me feels like a metaphor for the reality of what making a decision yeah. is like, and it's raining yeah. and the, the, the address is in a piece of paper and it can all just go away in a second <laughs> ah! That's like a really nice metaphor. Yeah, are you going to get lost? Are they going to be are they going to be nice when you get there? All of those kind of things. Um or do, what's yours? Do you share uh, one of yours? I haven't been like sharing anything uh lately because the the first I, the first like uh thing for this podcast was that I was going to do one a week uh and share it, but I can't really get out of the house or I can, but you know what I mean. It's coronavirus. We can't just be doing stuff willy-nilly. So it became hard, harder to do yeah, that. Yeah. But I do feel like if I will share one and it's sort of related because it's what eventually led me to the more creative career was deciding to leave my path in academia and biochemistry and initially it was to come to the UK and do science communication which never ended up happening and that was like a path that I had thought about and that objectives in so the scary part is when that didn't happen and I decided to do something completely different and it's still it's scary every day because I don't know uh, yeah <laughs> if any of it will work out but if it doesn't something else will but it's like I also don't consider it to be brave like in hindsight maybe but when we are doing something we don't necessarily think oh we're being really brave because I'm going to a new city to do a circus um, degree right so how do you think we can be more aware of uh, how we're being brave and when we're being brave and be in a way proud of ourselves that we are doing yeah it. I think someone said something really powerful to me once because I find I'm someone who does a lot of things and then just moves on to the next thing and like moves through them and like I think it's also a byproduct of the age that we're in where like consuming things is faster but creating things is faster and we, we seem to be under pressure to create and produce all the time and to achieve all the time and all of these kind of things like there's not a great encouragement for like stillness and reflection in day-to-day -day modern contemporary life and I think someone said about celebrating the successes and celebrating the wins and so I used to put like a post-it note on my desk when I was writing to remind me that because I also think what's good about that is like and it, and it was like celebrate the wins however small so you know I think we think bravery is these big life decisions which it is and I think you can't get through life without having to to be brave at some point because whether the decision is like you know a, a life-changing decision about academia or a genuine threat to yourself or an illness that might come up in your life or grief or loss or all these things that we have to sort of be brave about it can also be like telling the truth I think it's probably one of the biggest ones that I would say I find hard and I'm you know it's a weird place to admit it but I'm starting to connect with being more honest about this is that I used to lie a lot when I was younger I was a big liar and I think we lie because we're afraid not necessarily because 
we want to conceal truth we're sometimes protecting ourselves and we're protecting others and I think to tell the truth in relationships and to say how you really feel is one of those ways that is incredibly brave that I think people don't practice I think like you said bravery is associated with big actions it's not often associated with saying I don't think it's okay to say that that's really hurt me could you not say that and then have that really awkward bullshit moment where you feel like an asshole for doing that it's really brave <laughs> like yeah I, do think, I think like relationships is a good thing because like I feel like I sometimes and I like it's something I'm working on and I think doesn't happen happen as much but in the past it totally did sometimes I wouldn't say something uh, for in like in a relationship something that will uh, define a relationship or whatever for fear of uh, that relationship that I liked not existing anymore yeah. for instance so yeah that's definitely there's some braveness there or at least uh, uh, accepting that even if uh, things don't work the way you expect them to work or you want them to work it's also it will also be okay I don't know in that particular situation another thing I'm really afraid of and I think I'm brave because I keep trying is to doing a handstand which is like a really small thing as well <laughs> and a completely different um, set of expectations and worries and uh, f- yeah the fear is different yeah I get you it's scary you don't know what you're kicking into and I think I think there's that all the time I mean there's those I think there's just really different qualities to the different fears that we have like I some I've spent years of my life being really afraid to be intimate with anybody because I thought oh well that's a risk I don't want to take but I would take huge bold risks with my the rest of my life oh I'll change city and I'll go to circus school but I'll just sort of never really commit to someone because what if they leave me or what if I get hurt or what if it doesn't work out and I can't deal with the pain of that so I think it's really I'm fascinated by the scale and how they're so different and complex for different people like what you're afraid of like I tend to have like really stupid fears but it's probably more like relationship stuff has been a, a big one but I'm starting to feel more comfortable with that now as I age but like just random fears of not getting to do stuff before I get too frail and I run out of energy to do it things like that scare me a lot and like but that's like a really privileged you know place to be I've never really been scared about never having any money or things being hard because they have been like that for a really long time so I've been facing this weird phase at the moment which is going to make me sound like a dick but I'm getting to towards comfort and I've never experienced a great deal of comfort in my life like had transient living always lived out of I've been banned from supermarkets for stealing food and sanitary towels like that has been my life at points so to get to a point where it's like the other day I just cried when I got my payslip because I was like someone's actually paying me properly for something and that's never happened before and I'm in my 30s and I just burst into tears I was just like oh my gosh I'm doing it I'm actually doing it like you know and it you know what's really funny Marianne is that I felt scared and suddenly I had this new fear where I was like what if I can't do this? Like, what if I fuck it up? <laughs> like, when are they going to take it away? And like, I kept refreshing my bank account and just being like, well, maybe it's a mistake. And like, what if tomorrow it's not there? Like all of these really weird things like that, where it's interesting how the mind creates yeah. this. I think and- the mind is always creating fears. Uh, and it's like a protection thing, right? And maybe yeah. you can get, um, you can give yourself to the fear and not do things. So what makes, makes you do things is the possibility of something great on the other side right or something good maybe not great good is enough 
or like in a handstand. I don't know what, why I keep, wh why I want to do it. But yeah, it's it's not. I know. I th I do. I do. What think scares you about the handstand? What, it's falling and breaking my neck. It? That's my fear. Yeah, but that's the worst eventuality. Yes. So that's your mind goes to like what's the worst. My case mind scenario, always right? goes to the worst case scenario. So. But you. But but it can't be that scared because you're still trying to yes. do it. Right? You're and I do. And I do like whenever it. I yeah, yeah. reach that because it happened like a few times. Maybe I can count them in my hands. But when you reach that point where you feel the weightless weightlessness of your body so i'm probably probably doing it right i always come on down because i can't i can't be there because if i am there the possibility of yeah. me falling and breaking my neck is bigger do you know what i find interesting though is i've been reading about control and i think it's something to do with like because when because i used to be a gymnast and a circus performer and there's always fear and i used to hate spinning it wasn't really a fear of it it was like it just made me sick and i couldn't really deal with it and i could never go on rides when i was younger and i remember asking at circus school to like do um spanish web which is spinning and i was like why did i do that it's like because i'm obsessed with like doing the thing that i'm most afraid of and then and like trying to get over it and i did end up getting over it and doing it in shows and stuff but it it was horrible it wasn't very pleasant but um but i think there's something about believing that you have power and control internally versus externally and i think a lot of our fears tend to come from like most of us know they're not rational rational or they tend to come from external things that might make us more fearful of stuff but I was reading about these locus of control which is like if you have an internal one you're less likely to believe that things are going to go wrong because you're like I have the power and strength if I train my body and I train my wrist and I train things it's like and I position myself well it's almost like being a risk assessor where you're like oh okay I've got the 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 percentages you can be more objective then and say it's highly likely probably about 12 times out of 10 I might topple over slightly but mainly this is what's going to happen if you think internally if you think externally you 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 think like oh my god I can't control this I can't control this you know and I feel like that's how we feel about life it's like there's a lot of things that we have to surrender to is that there's certain percentages where it's like it's out of our hands at that point you know if something does come crashing into you at the same time that you try and do a headstand yes. that would be bad luck and you can't you can't you know you can't control that but what you can control and what you should be worrying about is like how strong can I make my wrists and how can I practice my balance so that I'm improving all of the sort of hierarchy of skills I need to be able to achieve that thing and I think when we shift our perspective perspective to there it's great but I think often what I find sometimes is I can't notice when I've already slipped into the other state which is I'm so anxious about all these things I can't control that I can't get back to the grounding of what it is that I have to really deal with fear yeah and I guess like because when we're talking about something like a handstand it's very concrete so you know what are the stepping stones to get there so you can work on those but when yes. it's something more like a life decision or relationships I, I think it's less concrete maybe it's harder to see what we, you can work on to achieve it so maybe the fear is bigger yeah because no one can really tell you I think that's when you have to have some kind of internal relationship to yourself which I don't think I've had for about three decades I'm literally just meeting it now <laughs> where, where I go inside and then I'm like oh so what do you think do you think this relationship is worth the risk and I think it now about jobs when I, I say no and I've never said no before or I think like because I never thought I could you know or I think it about you know friendships like I think you were kind of touching of that of just like you know sometimes bravery is going 
no, this needs to go maybe. Or maybe we're just not there anymore. Relationships as you age shift and change and evolve. And I think it takes courage to say, do I still need this in my life? Like, does it have a place? Like, am I still there? And it's, I think we really struggle to let things go. And I think, you know, that's a big part of bravery because I think we associate bravery with accumulating strength, the strength and skills to do things. But it sometimes is also being courageous enough to let go of things that don't work anymore it's really hard like it just came to me that i think it's also part of it may also be like being correct because in some of those things you are making a decision like saying no to a job and what i fear in a situation like that is what if i'm wrong and the other things around it that let me say no to this job will go away or whatever and i'm i'm not right i'm wrong i think maybe that's another thing that influences uh bravery. well you've touched on a huge one and i think that we are a generation of you know wrong and right i think that's always existed though probably even more intensely with more intense religion culturally in the society but i do think we have it i mean twitter feels like a sort of wrong or right like it's my thoughts and are my you know and being seen to be doing the right thing all the time and being seen to be correct sometimes takes our energy away from actually making decisions in the real world and actions in the real world and i think correctness is a funny one and i think we find sit with more and more is that like we want to know that something's going to work out we want to know that we're doing the right thing and i think sometimes bravery is accepting that like you don't know until you've done it <laughs> you know mistakes are how we learn and i think bravery is learning because learning is accepting with grace and humility the limits of what you know and that you'll you might fuck it up in order to go oh, i don't want to do that again like that's not how that should be that should be done and i think sometimes we're struggling for for space for that when we constrict our desire to it's a comfort it wouldn't be great to just know that you're right and to just know that you're good wouldn't that be really nice <laughs> like, I, I think there's there's you know. like two sides to that because i think it would be great right now because i don't know uh, the answers to those things but maybe if we did know the answers to those things wouldn't we just spend our lives bored because there was there will be no excitement of whether i'm doing it right or wrong or whether i should jump now or later i don't know yeah i think i was just saying that like i think that comfort is like sometimes it's i'm trying to be compassionate to it because i do think people slag off that aging process and are like oh you will naturally inherently become more conservative and less risk-taking and but i think people don't understand the actual physical aspects of it of like I know I'm not, I'm sounding like I'm really old now. I mean, I feel old, but like, you know, your reaction time does slow or you have less energy. There's actual practical things that I think people, and then also I think our resources that aren't, our internal resources as people are finite. So there's a point where it's like, if you've been through a lot of pain and a lot of grief in your life, so you've had a particular trajectory, it kind of makes sense that in your later years, you're going to make choices based on trying to avoid those experiences. I think we can't get away from how our childhood and our adolescence and our 20s influence what we want in later life in terms of like, we always joke about it of like, you know, if you date a thrill seeker and have a bad experience, you choose, you know, someone really secure after that like I think we respond to to things in that way so perhaps like I'm finding now something really funny is that I had a 
quite um I would say a risk-taking childhood everything about it was on the edge so now for me what's really exciting is when things are normal and like comfortable and like nothing's there's no drama all the time like that for me becomes quite exciting because I've never experienced it before exactly and that brings me to like another question which is how do you think your bravery uh changed uh, throughout your life do you think getting older makes you made you braver or uh, not oh that's like an intense one I think it's probably to do with authenticity more than things but I'm not really a things person and in general like I find great satisfaction in you know being in a holiday park in Norfolk like I'm not you know I've never needed to do dramatic things and I did a lot of dramatic things when I was younger you know like steal a portion of my student loan and go traveling because I didn't have any money and I really wanted to travel and see the world I hope that you know the student loans company never hear this podcast but you know I, I I've made reckless decisions because I wanted to see the world and do stuff like that I think I don't really regret any of those kind of things because I've lived quite a colorful life in that sense of just you know mad taste experiences and things like that I think sometimes I regret not being more authentic it's the only thing I regret which is for a long time my issues with bravery have revolved around not being comfortable in my own skin and not saying my truth because I wanted to make other people comfortable that is the biggest thing that I regret and it's something I'm working on now I would say I'm moving towards two more questions before I let you go uh, one of them is do you have anything in your plans for the near future or like the further away future that you think is going to put you really out of your comfort zone or that you'll have to like garner all your bravery yes. to be able to achieve it? Uh, two things one thing going to America I'm going to go to America I don't know how I don't have the money to yet the visas are incredibly expensive and no one has accepted I should like to confirm in public that no one has accepted me for any of these writers programs but I have decided mentally and I'm cosmic ordering to go to the US to write on a TV show and be on a training program out there so I that's I'm going to have to make that happen now so that's happening and I think it will be really uncomfortable I think another culture I think be hard work I feel like all of my home comforts and cultural references in the UK will be challenged by being out there but it's something I've always wanted to do and the second one is at some point I'm going to have to navigate either getting a cat or adopting a baby or deciding to have a baby so basically some kind of baby or baby substitute because I need to love things like I understand that I have that and I like taking care of things and I want to grow old taking care of something but I can't decide whether I want it to be a cat or a person and that's like a huge one and I think I'm absolutely terrified of being a parent I'm marginally less terrified of being a cat owner. Uh, cats are kind of self-taught because they they go and do their business in their box without you having to tell them a lot to teach them and they will likely not last more than 16 17 years at their best oh, babies it, I it. think are a, a tiny bit more work oh I have <laughs> no idea I thought they were a long time I thought they were practically the same what a moron I am They'll but also do you know what forever. I think choosing between adoption I have to say because I think it's a real feminist issue is I, I think um choosing between adoption or, or or having a baby physically feels like a massive one that I flip-flop between at the moment because I have major issues with like my body and self-acceptance and things that I've been through where I feel like that will be a huge one in terms of like it will either ruin me and then I will grow as a person from it 
or I will take to it like a duck to water and love it but it's probably the biggest most terrifying life decision like even choosing the fact that I might never have a child feels like a huge terrifying life decision yeah yeah I, I feel like I have made it my decision in that so oh, that I'm not having so babies nice. I, just I will probably have mind. a cat at some point yeah. I don't have a cat now because I can't in, in my contract it says I can't and I don't know how long I'll stay in the UK so it's also weird to have like a, a living thing I need to carry around the world with me mm. so i'm delaying my cat mm. having a situation <laughs> when to have the cat that's the real last problem. question yeah. you sort of said uh, a few examples of this right at the start but i will mm -hmm. ask you again because there, there may be more is there someone famous or not uh, real or fictitious that you think is like a good example of bravery that you'd like to share i've mentioned a lot of lions haven't i yeah um i'm trying to think of other childhood things or like animation things like non non-human things that I thought of have been really impressive when I was younger but um I think well well it's kind of a bit obvious as a story but I'd rather choose her than a famous person and really she helped me get through Edinburgh Moana <laughs> Moana the character helped me get through Edinburgh Fringe wow. 2018 that's all I'm gonna say um this, I think the storyline is wonderful but I think Moana it's the first time I'd seen a brown female hero in a film that like nothing was really dependent on the men like she the, the guy was a bit of an idiot the guy that she was kind of working with and she ended up being much stronger than him uh which I thought was very relatable yeah. she also had to decide between which I think is a really relatable problem which is kind of being true to your origins and then what you want that identity problem of belonging to a community or a culture or belonging to yourself as a woman oh see i'm glad you i made you repeat that because that's beautiful and this is it this is the podcast i will ask you to finish off if you have any plug you want i don't to, really have to anything do. to plug at the moment and yeah mainly i'm just writing scripts buried away in norfolk with terrible internet but um <laughs> thank you so much for for having me i've really enjoyed talking about it and thinking about it and i think it's a really great thing to do thank you so much for accepting my invitation thank you so much for listening you can follow me at, at marianas beats on twitter and instagram where i'll post all the updates for the dowdy podcast hashtag dowdy pod do rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts and if you're so inclined, you can tip me on coffee or PayPal at, at Mariana's Beats. And before I forget, again, thank you so much to Champagne for the intro music. And do come back for our next episode. Bye!